0: It's me, DJ Envy, with the word of the day. Subscribe. That's it. That's the word. The Live Podcast Network is a global streaming platform that curates the best black creative content in one spot. Just for you? Tap in today for $5 in iOS, Android, and AlivePodcastNetwork.com.
1: Meet me later.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are now tuning into the Positive Deposit Podcast. I am your host, Presley Nelson Jr., and I'm so excited, you know, to have my guest on today. Um, for, you, for you guys that are just listening for the first time, Positive Deposits supports cancer survivors through many attributes in many ways. And when you're tuning into the podcast, this is where uh, survivors have come, step up, and talk about their journey, not only while they were going through cancer, but the things that they're doing um, during their survivorship. And so today, today I have a special guest, um, Dr. Eddie Connor. Now, man, when I saw his uh his bio, I was just like, man, <laughs> this is a man that not only be cancer, but you know, has written several books, eleven to be exact. You know, um, he actually helped. Uh, my president, Barack Obama, um, with the uh, My Brother's Keeper Initiative. He has many accolades awards, such as the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Humanitarian Award. Um, He's also been a recipient of the Barack Obama Volunteer Service Award and the Barack Obama Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, He's been recognized as uh, the top 35 millennials in America, and he's been all over on ABC, BET, CBS, wherever uh, there's television. He's been there, and and I'm not surprised because of the, the dope work that he has done. And so, um, without further ado, we have Dr. Eddie Connor. Um, man, welcome to the show, man.
1: How are you? Brother Presley, man. Great to be on with you. Great to yeah. be on with you. Appreciate the oh. the Raven introduction, man.
0: Hey, that's all you, brother. That's God's work. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir.
0: So, um, you know, um, how are you living, man? How's this COVID like treating you? You know, like. You know, and you're in Detroit. What
1: is COVID like in Detroit? You know, uh, we've been getting hit, man. Um, I've had a number of uh, friends and loved ones pass from the disease, Mm. uh, for the virus, rather, uh, to, then there have been some great breakthroughs. Um, I mean, when you think about uh, COVID affecting Black people disproportionately, a disproportionate rate uh, speaks to the health inequities. You know, as Dr. King said, the most, the lack of access in healthcare is the most shocking and humane. It's a racial aspect to that. So, uh, to see that, but also see some breakthroughs, people coming together in communities, people launching out and building businesses. Yeah. Uh, for me, trying to channel my vision and change some things, and I had to pivot my conference. I had to do a virtual conference. Just happened this past Friday and Saturday. Uh, to to now, I grew out my hair. New hair. Who this. Oh so, okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean it's it's yeah. been all new everything and I I don't think normal is behind us I think normal is ahead of us.
0: Yeah and um it's it's it is it has been different you know I'm in DC I'm in Maryland but you know um we uh the the mayor uh well governor um of of Maryland has uh really been you know really keeping us safe you know like it's it's uh it's it's good you know we have to wear our masks you know yeah. that's mandatory but it's it is a new norm you know like i'm i'm used to summertime day parties things of that nature and you know i know miami and texas they've been doing their thing but you know you see what has happened because of that and yeah. but in dc maryland um it's 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 different you know and um but it is the new norm and until they have vaccines we have to adjust yeah. and i think that even now being on digital platforms like this, you had to do a virtual conference. Now, you know, that's the, that's the new wave, you know? And mm-hmm. so um, now I'm glad you're surviving. Uh, my condolences to those that you have lost, but, um, and um, you know, we we're, we're going to keep on pushing. And so um, I'm so glad you were able to uh, come on the show, man. And, you know, I want to talk to you because one thing about Positive Deposits, we have a, a platform called courageous conversations and mm-hmm. with that is just having the, this platform to able to allow cancer survivors to take that load off their chest or just spread the knowledge about what most people don't understand what it is to sit in the shoes of a cancer survivor. Now I see that you're a survivor of stage four. Is that a lymphoma? A uh,
1: non-Hodgkin's lymphoma.
0: Non-Hodgkin's. Uh, yeah. So talk to us about that. You know, what, what is, what, what, what 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 was going on during that time that you um, found out? You know, how were you, um, where were you at when you found out you were diagnosed?
1: Yes, yeah, you know, um, and I, I gotta say thank you for this this opportunity on this platform to be able to speak truth to power, speak, uh, illuminate our voices, especially on topics like these and brother to brother, man to yeah. man, you know, yeah. especially as black men, when we don't talk necessarily about the struggles that we face and have yeah. a safe space or place to be able to do it. So. I gotta commend you on, uh, as your shirt says, showing love. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, twenty twenty marks twenty years of me being cancer free. Uh, oh, I was just a teenager. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it, brother. I don't look like what I've been through, and uh, I really believe your test of testimony, and God use your setback and set up for your greatest comeback. Yeah. Uh, to be in high school and to be diagnosed. You know, when you identity means everything and having these chest pains and not knowing what was going on, you know, as 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 men, we or as boys even, pain is yeah. weakness leaving the body. Yeah. A- yeah and yeah. uh you know you fall off a bike at the age of four, somebody kicks you and the bike, stand up, be a man. No, I'm four, right. not forty-four. Show me what yeah, to do.
0: Get back on that bike. Right, get back, <laughs>
1: get back on that bike. No training wheels either. No. So um the training wheels of life to a certain degree had come off me. My my parents had divorced um and I was you know kind of angry and didn't even know why yeah having these chest pains watching a football game with my friend's house's mother other text with my mother I, I remember saying like George Floyd or, or uh Eric Garner uh for a different reason I said for three words I can't breathe mm-hmm. and I uh, literally felt like something was choking me something was stabbing me in my chest yeah and um doctors do a CT scan on the chest they take me into the the uh, ICU and get an x-ray and they see as they cut me open, my cells are growing so fast. They can see them growing with the naked eye around my heart, my trachea, my esophagus. Wow! And I use my voice for a living. And that's where the tumor was growing around my vocal cords. And so I felt great coming out of the surgery. The doctor says, Eddie, we have a diagnosis for you. you have a, uh, what we call NHL. I'm like, I'm getting ready to be the youngest owner of national hockey league team. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. I don't, I don't like the sport. He says, no, you've been diagnosed with uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I'm like, Doc, mm. my first language is Ebonics. I'm still trying to learn English. What do you mean? There's right. not one, not two, not three, but four stage four Ooh. cancer. And I find out that non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is uh, an attack on the lymphatic system where yeah. it uh, brings blood flow throughout the body. And so uh, to be going through that chemo radiation five days a week, something you wouldn't even wish on your worst enemy. You know, people who I thought were praying for me were literally praying on me. Mm. Sitting on the sideline expecting my demise. My own biological father never visited me one day in the hospital wow. to have a praying mother, you know, yeah. to believe that God can bring me out and to live through dying places and find the
0: can in cancer. Yeah. That's uh, nothing but the grace of God. So Wow. Um, yeah. So what age, how old were you in high school when they, they told you? Uh, I, was, I was, what, 15. 15. Yeah. So as a 15-year-old, what was going in, in through your mind? Because obviously it wasn't hockey. You know, but no, like, right. <laughs> But what was going on in your mind? Like mentally as a 15 year old, probably a sophomore in high school. Yeah, sophomore, like yeah. what was that feeling? Like what, what, what were you feeling? What, like, how did you feel when they told you this weird diagnosis, which you're like, I'm still trying to learn biology and, and all these other things, but they tell you this.
1: Yeah. You know, um, to be, to be fighting for my life when I'm just beginning in my life. You know, mm-hmm. when you when you're told that you have cancer, it's it's a death sentence, especially stage four. Yeah. Um, You know, it was a, it was a lot of depression. And I remember the doctor said to me, he said, don't ask why. I'm like, right after you tell me my diagnosis, that's what, what? you want to tell me. Don't ask why. Wow. Wow. You know, I was like, it's just so insensitive at that time. And yeah. then to be dealing with how you admit, I felt in many cases, a lot of times I was mistreated by nurses and who would treat other white patients better than me Mm. um and then you start stop seeing certain patients coming in and you know they had made a transition and they had passed on so i was i thought it was over for me
0: wow you know
1: i i I, am like you know you're not supposed to get candidates 60 70 80 years of age i'm like why is this happening to me now that's the first question i asked why
0: (laughs) why me why me you know
1: yeah so uh dealing with your own mortality is is life-changing you know as you know as well you know to be in this place where something you go
0: through like that you wouldn't even wish it on anybody else anybody um and i i concur with you not as a 15 year old but a 29 year old approaching Mm. her and you know um my grandmother um and my aunt they both passed of cancer um so that's the first experience with cancer but for me, I'm about to turn 30. You're like, you know, you're approaching a milestone and, you know, I was already out of college and and, and things were going well, but, you know, to get that that gut punch, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that yeah. gut punch and and all the stuff that I was watching on Grey's Anatomy, like, you know, mm-hmm. cancer, cancer, mass, now it's happening to me. It, it, mm-hmm. It's a shocker, you know, because you would never think you, out of all people, would deal with this six-letter word. And so, yeah, I can only imagine you as a 15 year old, you know, getting this news. That's heavy news. That's real heavy, heavy news, news, especially with stage 4. Um what was your treatment like, you know? Like um how many did you did you have to do radiation? Did you have to do chemotherapy? How was your how was your treatment and and um throughout that uh that journey?
1: Yeah, ra- I mean it was rigorous uh treatment. I mean, I felt like I was uh um <sighs> getting pumped with poison so much in my veins that they were going to explode. Wow. Um, And I don't have the greatest veins I got. They got to use like a butterfly clip. And so (laughs) uh, to be having a nurse sometimes needling inside of you and all that jazz is is very, very difficult. But I I mean, it was aggressive form. I mean, I had chemo and radiation.
0: Wow. Uh, I was getting
1: chemo even five days a week.
0: Was totally sick.
1: Yeah, five days a week. It was an aggressive form. I mean, when they cut me open, the doctors could see the cells growing wow. with the naked eye. And I mean, I was literally uh, at death's door. And uh, I was so sick. I mean, I was getting spinal taps as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you're on this medication, which increases weight gain.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. So um,
1: then, then all my hair fell out. Yeah. And, you know, you'd be walking. I actually. Um, this quick story, Kobe Bryant actually, show, uh, when he was wearing the number eight at this time, playing for yeah. the Lakers first year to sign a cap for me uh, from um, oh, wow. uh, Make-A-Wish or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still got the cap to this day. Uh, caps for kids, actually. Uh, wow. He signed a cap for me, uh, wrote me a, you know, little keep your head up type thing and yeah. signed his name and um i remember wearing that hat or a few other hats and and people just when they saw me out in public just you know kind of just turned their
0: head and like this brother looks bad right right um, um and you so well shout out to kobe rip to the mamba yeah. you know but R.I.P., still you sure. know um like you said that you know your hair fell out it was aggressive um yeah. i can only imagine as a as a young young man you know in in the world that we live in to, to where the confidence is is a thing you know like especially in high school um what other side effects so you lost your hair, what other side effects uh uh were um due to the radiation or the or the chemotherapy
1: well the the nausea i mean the persistent nausea uh the the whole lethargy you know i was uh just tired all the time And yeah. it was it was the woe was me i mean to Actually even think about depression leading to suicide Mm. to where you even contemplate taking your own life before cancer does it. Wow. To see my own self emaciating before my own eyes. I remember first time my hair fell out and I remember the doctors were saying, you know, your hair, you might lose your hair. First two weeks of the bout, you know, three weeks, like, oh, my hair is still there.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Like, (laughs)
1: it's not going to affect me. You know, I'm I'm, I'm not feeling the greatest. Right. And uh, I think it was like week three or week four, I, I wake up and I always wear the wave cap, you know. Yeah. You know how we do. Yeah, you gotta you gotta uh, try to get the
0: waves. Yeah, you, know what you,
1: mean? Gotta, you know, I was still trying to keep my waves. I was like, hey, you know what, I might be struggling right now, but I'm gonna look good doing it.
0: <laughs> right, right. I, mean?
1: <laughs> I woke up one morning and you know, just rubbing my you know, rub my hair a little bit. I'm like, just yeah. a couple, let's see, some hair follicles on my pillow. What? Yeah. I'm going I run into the bathroom. Yeah. I take the thing off and clumps of hair. Literally in my hands, in the wave cap. I mean, I could probably count maybe one or two times I've cried like a river.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I probably screamed. My mother could just hear me just bellowing. She came in and just just hugged me. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I was uh, it was a it was uh, a, uh, you know, earth shaking moment right there.
0: Yeah. Like yeah.
1: wow, I'm in this. I'm
0: really in this fight now. Man. Um, you know, you talk about your mom, and, um, and before I get into that, um, you know, your support system and having that support system, you know, if, um, obviously your mom was there, and, and did you have any other support from friends and family, you know, like, how, w- how was that, you know, because I, I know support is everything, you know, support it is, is the thing that can make or break, you know, what well, brothers like us have gone through. And so outside of your mom, who else was your support system?
1: You know, um, my grandparents, of course, were, were there. Uh, my father being absent was very, very tough and difficult. Um, and I, all I had was my mother. I mean, my mother's a 30-year uh, retired educator. Okay. She would be coming home during her lunch break and, and just making sure that everything was fine. And, you know, just whether well, it's playing healing tapes at, at, at my bedside or just telling me, you know what, Everybody gets knocked down, but a knockdown is not a knockout unless you stay down.
0: You mm, know, just giving
1: me powerful. that motivation, that, pers- that inspiration, yeah, yeah, yeah to uh, get back up again and, um, you know, w- without her, no, no way, shape, or form would I have made it because I wanted to give up. She told me I wasn't leaving. Wow. It was a mother's love that made me live through what I wanted to give up. Hope. A mother's love, man, it's strong. Without a doubt. Oh,
0: especially strong. a praying mother.
1: Strong. Especially grandma, another.
0: yeah, grandma. Um, I love yeah. that. Did you, were there times during that where you wish your dad would come and and comfort you and, and be there with you through this fight?
1: Um, there were times, but I, I kind of just uh, kind of blocked out the pain because a lot of people really didn't even think that I was going to make it. A lot of people mm-hmm. had written my obituary. Wow. You know, people, I mean, I remember I even had a little girlfriend at that time and I could not find <laughs> in the daytime with a flashlight. Yeah, yeah. And and when you're going through cancer, especially when I was doing it, what, 19, 20 years ago. Yeah. Still, everybody didn't really know. Is it catchable through the air? Is it, you know, is it it like leprosy? so You know, to a certain degree, they just vanished. And it's just me, God, my mama. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you talk about a lonely time. You know, people are worried about quarantine. Listen, I, I'm talking. I know what it's like to be quarantined. I know what it's like to be all alone. Know what yeah. it's like to have nobody to call on you yeah. or to help you. So I'm not
0: new to this. I'm true to this. Hey, I had my yeah. own personal. Right, right, and and so I think a lot of people don't realize that about uh like COVID. Yeah, okay, great. But yeah. us, we've been doing six six feet, washing our hands, making sure that we taking care of our immune systems way before this has transpired. <laughs> And I don't know why, man. Like when people hear that you have cancer or you're a survivor, like, is it contagious, like the chickenpox, or right, like, right. can I get it? Can if you if you call for me wrong, will I get it? And they don't realize like it doesn't spread like that, you know. Like, and um, it's a funny story. I was dating I was dating a chick at the time back when I first got diagnosed, and I um, not after I got diagnosed, but she literally once I told her, because, you know, at, at first, the first time I got diagnosed, and I was survived, it, thank God, you know, you don't share it as much, you see what I'm saying, like, you you know, and when yeah. I sprinkled that, and, and was finally confident about, you know, just being a survivor, she was, she just slowly, slowly did the Homer Simpson into the wow. to the bushes, you see what I'm saying, and, wow. and I was just like, I felt like, I just felt like, dang, like, is this, is it really that bad? Is it, is this what people think cancer is like that? They're going to, it's going to spread or pass on, you know, but, you know, I have a beautiful baby girl right now who's very healthy. So, you know, um, that's That's a blessing, man. That's a blessing. blessing. It's a blessing. Um, so.
1: Congratulations.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. So when you did radiation, um, I know I didn't have to do radiation. You know, I oh, did. wow. Wow. Yeah. So Thank I had God stage four um, and I had to take 12 cycles of AVBD and um, yeah, I didn't have I didn't have to do radiation. And mind you, um, it was in both sides of my chest, my liver and spleen. So no. that's, those are the four wow. spots that it was. And um, I was not getting the nutrients, you know, because the liver and that's what carries your nutrients. So I was losing weight like rapidly you know, and um, and so I didn't have to get radiation. So I can only imagine you as, as maybe 15 getting radiation. Um, were there side effects just as like chemo with radiation or is it, you know, I, I mean, talk to, talk to us, you know, what, what is radiation yeah. like, you know, like outside of what I think is they put a little thing on your chest and then they, you know, what like, walk, walk, for people that don't know, what yeah, is yeah, yeah. radiation uh, therapy? Man,
1: it is literally poison that they're pumping into your body. I actually have two, I have, actually have some scars on my chest because I had the data port uh, mm. that they put into uh, into um, my skin underneath the skin.
0: Yeah, the port. They yep. were
1: pumping, yeah, the port. Yeah, um, That's for the chemo uh, because it really is not able to just go through the veins yeah, all the yeah. time. They, they really have to just inject that. But the radiation is like some type of some type of uh, sensor that they, they're putting right here in the middle of the chest, and they, they're really just trying to just hit the 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 cancer cells just to just destroy wow. them. Wow. So they're literally having to pump poison and all types of other treatment into your body just to eradicate the bad cells. Uh, because that's really all cancer is. It's, yeah. it's just cells that, you know, are not breaking down. Cells supposed yep. to live and die. Cells that are not dying, yep. they're clumping together. And it's exactly. uh, creating a tumor. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, for you to not have to, you know, get radiation, brother, man. Yeah. That's a, that's a blessing for sure.
0: Bro, It's it's been, a it was a blessing both times because, um, so just to kind of share, and I shared this with you, that uh, I had large B-cell lymphoma. And so large B-cell lymphoma is when the mass grows at a rate to 60 to 70%. And if you don't get rigorous treatment and this was a rchop chemotherapy because you know there's so many different chemotherapies but rchop is one of the most aggressive chemotherapies they have and um but in and so i had to get that asap and and it's so potent you got to take it once every three weeks you can't take because i you said five you have to take it so much but I, i i could probably understand as a young man how your body is it might need to know more but maybe you didn't need more who knows but yeah. For me, um, they thought I needed radiation afterwards. Thank God. And I'm gonna tell anybody that's listening, make sure you are knowledgeable about your diagnosis. Make sure yeah. you're being inquisitive when asking these questions because these yeah. doctors will just tell you to do this and do that. And if you don't know, you can fall, fall victim of getting some treatment that you don't need. Mm. Point and Example and point is, I just left the oncologist and my doctor said, hey, you know, um, you're looking good. Just keep on going with your treatment. The radiologist wanted to see me. I go to the radiologist. The radiologist lied and said, my hey, time. yes. He said, we need to get you radiation. You know, this is very aggressive. We need to treat you. I said to the doctor, I, and I'm like, well, I just left the doctor's office. And he ain't say nothing about radiation. No, I talked to your doctor. And so when that's, that's where I was just like, you're just trying to get a check, brother.
1: Yeah, exactly, right,
0: and, and wow. And of African descent and he was so adamant. Two weeks later, brother, I lie to you not, my honor college called me, he said, yo, I'm so glad that you did not get radiation started, conformed to it. It was an article that came out that about my diagnosis. If I would've got radiation, I would've had heart damage. Oh my goodness. What? So it's, it's very important that you understand your diagnoses. Don't, you know, don't ever, 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 ever just like just say, okay, it's whatever. The doctor, right. you know, and and, and and to what you said earlier, they do, Um, you know, they, they judge you. They look at you like, all right, just another number, another patient. And sometimes you do get less treatment than the other people, you know, other uh, white yeah, exactly. that's that's real and so um so now let's transition so you uh graduated high school you went to college and you kind of pursued you know the education piece like how was how was survivorship after you know um you know going through what you went through man
1: uh survivorship was uh daunting to say the least you know i really didn't even want to share it with anybody about what I had gone through. Wow. Um you know, it's you know, the stigma regarding it and surrounding it was definitely difficult. Um I remember even my my guidance counselor told me, you know, you you're not gonna go to college. Don't even think about community college. Pick up a tray. You know, yeah, my favorite two classes in school were gym and lunch. <laughs> you know, <laughs> one chasing <the> girls in <laughs> gym, sit down to eat with hey. lunch. But I mean, beating cancer and then being told, especially I was on the homebound program. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't even attend school for about a year. Um, and so catch, catching up on classes and still being able to graduate with my, my class on yeah. time was, right. was a blessing. And then getting a $5,000 scholarship from an anonymous donor still to this day. I don't know who it was. Wow. Well, wow.
0: Thank
1: um, you for the blessing. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> yes, please. Thank you again. I don't know who you are, but uh, uh, I, I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate who you are. I don't know who you are, but I appreciate who you are. Right, right. So uh, to uh, then go to college and, you know, go into education, say, all right, I want to give back to the next generation. Yeah. Um, And I just began sharing my story. You know, I connected with American Society, connected with other cancer organizations, was speaking out on campus about overcoming obstacles and, and yeah. even letting people know, hey, you know what? Yeah, I've, I've been through this. And people, you know, shocked and surprised, I'm sure is as well as you share your story. Oh, man. That we beat the odds. We don't look like what we've been through. You Trust, know? I don't so, look like I'm think. about to be
0: 38 in uh, two months, brother, so. No, not at all, brother. I need to <laughs> card you. Give me
1: some ID. Black don't crack.
0: It uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, have, I mean, I, it's amazing that you, you turn something that is uh, looked down upon and to uh, testimony and blessings to encourage you know you can beat the odds and obstacles and so you know like um you host a conference you know the vision vision summit what is that what is the vision summit and um did, was that something that you created um through um you know overcoming this and overcoming college and things of that nature what what is the vision summit Yeah, you
1: know, uh, I wrote my, uh, the book is actually, the the Vision Summit is actually based on a book. I wrote a book uh, that that released earlier this year called 2020 Vision, How to See Beyond What You See and Transform Your Reality. Little Mm -hmm. did I know we would be kind of living through what I was writing about, having to forsake the familiar. And I wrote my first book literally in college with a a doll and a dream to my name in a dorm room. Mm -hmm. And out of all the books that I've written, this conference was birthed out of that. Focusing on education, empowerment, and entrepreneurship, um, really giving redress to many of the inequities and the issues that us as Black people, especially, are dealing with in our communities, but also just anybody who yeah. has a vision, trying to trying to merge that together, moving from furlough to financial stability, uh, delving into the community ministry, media, marketplace, all of those uh, specific ancillary aspects, and not just having a segment, but bringing it all together in once, and so. We had authors, we had entrepreneurs, we had film producers, we wow. had ministers, we had community developers. Uh, j- we had about 20 speakers in, tw- in two days. Wow. So it was a uh, rather uh, daunting task to pivot because we had yeah. it in a physical location. We were inviting everybody to Detroit. And then now to have to move it to a different platform. And that's really what it takes is vision.
0: Yeah. Vision is
1: not for life when it's comfortable, vision
0: is needed and necessary when life is most uncomfortable uncomfortable you know and, and so yeah that's where it is and see see that's the blessing of cancer that, that's how i see yeah, it yeah. is that after we defeat this this thing called death you know this thing that is the most hated uh blind date ever you know Ooh. yeah <laughs> that's in the, that's in my book you ever read about that it's good, it's a good. it's a blind date that you from hell you know mm. um we're able to do dope things like a vision summit you know, I mean, I'm starting a nonprofit that that helps support cancer survivors of all walks. You know, yeah, I mean, you'll be able to, to be with the president, the best president, you see what I'm saying, to yes. be able to, um, you know, share that, uh, share that vision and and, and and inspiration to brothers. And I, I think that um, we're superheroes, man. We are superheroes wow. um, that that uh, people look down upon sometimes because they're afraid of it. but Um, with accolades and and achievements such as what you've done, brother, I commend you for pushing through, you know what I mean? Where'd you go to school, if you don't mind me asking?
1: Yeah, I went to uh, Eastern Michigan University, uh, then Mary Grove back to uh, doing some work with EMU again, and then went to uh, uh, seminary as well, and so... uh, Seminary, like,
0: like, are you a preacher?
1: Yeah, I do that, yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Hey, hey, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just had a, a, a virtual preaching engagement this past Sunday.
0: Wow. So, Do you uh, preach at a yeah. church? Yeah,
1: I, I preach uh, um, at my local church, but also preach uh, around other uh, churches that I'm invited to. And I'm always interweaving, you know, how God brought healing and deliverance uh, to me uh, yeah. through cancer. You know, through uh overcoming that cancer, you know, your test of testimony and you know, uh what was scriptures say we overcame by the blood lamb by the word of our testimony. So, you know, being able to put the blood on it and yeah. uh the word as well, man, is a is a blessing.
0: I don't know, you might have to be positive deposits chaplain, brother. I might, you know <laughs> Hey, we need prayer is strong, man. I, I yeah, mean absolutely. like so i t I'm gonna be tapping on you like, Hey, uh, we need you, you know, we, we would love for you to not only bless us, but also, you know have a word i'm with but. you bro i'm with you okay all right I, I love it i love it and i'm glad that you um you know have a strong faith sense of faith now let's talk about faith was your faith how was your faith um coming up you know what i mean like did it get stronger you know because of cancer or you, you know your mom kind of introduced you to the lord and you know and especially prayer like how has your faith gotten even more stronger since you know like you were you know you went through and and finished up and
1: totally stronger um you know as much as my mother helped me to overcome cancer I I actually had to fight it you know by myself and with God and dig into you know the faith and the power that he placed on the inside of me um I remember being in church and you know being a uh minister's kid and listen right. during testimony service. You see them old mothers get up. I want to thank praise Lord cuz these right, 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 right to me. Da, 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 da. And I'm, I remember sitting in the pews in the back. I'm like, you know, and I'm looking at the finest girl still. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> and I remember sitting in the pews in the back. I'm like, I don't have no testimony other than, right. you know, I got clothes on my back, shoes right. on my feet, food on the table. I said, okay, I woke up today. That's a blessing. That's a testimony. Yeah, I yeah. didn't have one of them, them, them everybody shouting type of testimony. Right, 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 you know? right. And I remember going through cancer and, and coming out of it and, you know, your faith is tested. I mean, I really had to, to really stretch my faith and pray harder than ever before and believe that God could bring me out better, bigger and better than ever okay. before. Um, and I remember hearing, you know, just the Lord say to me coming out of it. Now you got a testimony. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah yeah. 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 You had to go through some ugly stuff, yeah. but you're going to shine brighter.
0: Because you didn't stop going through, you grew through it. Grew through it, exactly, yeah. exactly. And um it shows, brother. It shows and you you keep achieving and keep going. So um, you know, I, I asked you whether you, you were um a Fresh Prince or Martin, you know, fan. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, you you know, being from Detroit, you know, Martin was filmed in Detroit, you know, in Michigan. Yeah, man. And uh, you know, I know you said that um uh, Fresh Prince is your thing, but uh, I got to give it back to your grassroots. So, you know, we're going to take a little detour. And I'm going to ask you some Martin trivia questions. And I, and so I'm going to, I'm going to, I have, so I, well, the funny thing is, I got little Martin trivia. You see what I'm saying? What? Uh, they got that? Bro, one through five, season one through five. I never so heard that, man. I got to look that up. I got to look you gotta, it up, you gotta, bro. got to
1: hit me to the game of where I'll, I I'll send you the going.
0: link, man, like, and and it's it's dope. So, um, I'm gonna ask you some trivia. We're gonna have a little bit of fun here. So this is okay. season one. So I'm sure you may have seen some type of Martin. So I'm just gonna pick random, you know, and um, it's multiple choice. So if you if you don't know it, then you know it's all good. So Maybe with that uh, Brumman man question, <laughs> 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 just came for a sandwich. For a sandwich. <laughs> you know. Ma-di-ma. All right. So this is. I'm gonna give you this one. So. What was Pam's last name? All right. I'm going to give you the the multiple choice. Was it Jackson? Was it James? Was it Jameson? Or was it Johnson? Oh, man. Say those names again. All right. What was Pam's last name? Jackson, James, Jameson,
1: or Johnson? I'm going to go with James.
0: Unfortunately, no. It was Johnson. Oh. It was, Johnson. It was Johnson. Okay. Oh. Johnson. Man. Pam Johnson. Okay. Um. Here we go. All right. So, uh, this episode was, um, your arms are too short to box with Martin. So this mm-hmm. was in season one. Tommy's new girlfriend, Shannon, has an ex-lover who won't let her go. What is the name of her ex-lover who was played by Bushwick Bill? Was it Trey? Ice T, Mad Dog, No Good, or Trey Trey. Trey Trey. It was Trey. It was just. It was oh trey. man!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, uh, man, I'm gonna
1: two right now. Man. 0 for two.
0: I, I. Yo. Okay. What? What floor? What floor did Brown Man live on?
1: Gotta give me, gotta give me something. All right, some, so did he, uh, did he, did he live on toys. the
0: the first floor, the seventh floor, the fifth floor, or the fourth floor? Fourth floor. The fifth floor. He always say. Oh, he Always, he always put up the four, but it was always on the fifth floor. He always put up the four. Thought, All right, uh, I'm a, I'm a, this is. A, you should be able to get this one, man. And then we, we got to jump back into it. All right, um, let me. I'm gonna go to season two. Let me, let me, let me. I'm gonna give you, we should be able to get this. Okay, what, what was Martin's girl's name? Gina. Gina. <laughs> All right, here we go. Bob, this is from season two. Bob from marketing, you know, white Bob from marketing, said, Gina's out of control. I'm out of control. This whole damn blank is out of control. Is it place, is it room, is it party, or is it shindig? Gina's out of control, I'm out of control, this whole damn blank is out of control. Place, room, or party? Or shindig? Shindig. It's party, man. (laughs) All right, you know what, I'ma be fair, Dr. Connor, you know,
1: Fresh Prince is my thing. That, Fresh Prince
0: is my thing. So, uh, the Fresh Prince, Will Smith, you need to marked. come out with one of these games, so that way my man's can can definitely, you know, um, shine. But here, no, there, man. Um, I'm, I'm. Uh, it's so much I want to ask you, but you know, we will be here forever. And so, I guess one of the things I want to ask you is, is that if you could tell your younger self you know, um, something, you know, um, because of course, you know, your younger self then didn't know what to deal with. What would you tell your younger self? What would you tell your younger self to prepare for cancer? Say you were the flash and you was from the future and you were able to, you know, go back. What would you tell your younger self?
1: Yeah, I would, uh, give my younger self a, um, kind of a heads up by telling myself, um, there's going to be a dark period in your life um, around this certain time, wherever, whenever it it happened. Um, but out out of the the gloomy past, you'll be able to stand at last. Um, just focus on, as James Weldon Johnson says, "The God of your weary years and silent tears." Ooh, uh, is we gonna be all right? there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Yes, sir. It's yes, just sir. If you could
1: just hold on and hang in there, yeah. remember that.
0: It's always Everything
1: is you. going to be worth it.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah. And so um, positive deposits, right? So my nonprofit yeah, yeah. is, uh, our tagline is transform minds to change lives. So through, through sharing your journey, through changing the mindset of what cancer is, and to be able to you know, live a righteous life, live a greater life, a better life, and be the blessing for others. If you could drop three positive deposits for anyone that's going through cancer, anyone that's just recently diagnosed, a caregiver that doesn't know what to do, um, what are three positive deposits that you would give them? I think, well,
1: one of them is cancer is spelled the way it is because you have to focus on the can Ooh. what is that <laughs> i
0: like that one hey nobody said that one. Oh, that's that's heavy you have to focus yeah. on the can
1: Ooh. you gotta focus on the can you can overcome you can survive you can think positive you can give yourself positive deposits by even listening to incredible shows like this yeah um that will help to raise your level of um, fight, despite the frustration. Ooh. Secondly, I would say, um, don't don't lose your mind, maintain it, and mental health is going to be your wealth because you got to continue to to feed yourself when everything else is uh, trying to keep you dying of starvation. You got to you got to feed your faith and starve your doubts mentally. And so being able to read certain information, being able just to to listen, faith cometh by hearing, uh, being able to feed your mind is going to be the the next place. Uh, And then last but not least, uh, I would say stay grounded. Um, Grounded in faith, grounded in fight, grounded in the level of fortitude, even when the fires of life are turned up. Know who your source is. Yeah, know that God is your sto- your source. Stand on His Word, and um, just because you may be knocked down, doesn't mean you're knocked out. Get back up again. You may cry, but keep fighting. You may be frustrated, but keep fighting. You're gonna have the victory in the end.
0: Woo, yo, uh, <laughs> Dr. Connor, I, I'm not even gonna, I'm not. I'm not knocking anyone else that has been on on the show, everyone has dropped some positive deposits, but, you know, that can, and cancer, powerful, mental health, we got to stay, you know, we have to maintain that, you know, um, and then just staying grounded with God, you know, you ended it with God, it started with God, It ended with God, and, you know, I I think that um, I can relate to all those things, and those, the gems that he just dropped, for those that are listening, is, is very, instrumental on how we can defeat this thing that it continues to kill our community especially our black black and brown community and we can overcome this but you have to change your mind so you can uh, make a difference in your life and so you know i want to thank you so much man dr connor for for being on the show um and uh it it was just a pleasure just talking to you and and you're part of the positive deposits family so you know yes Yes, you are, we will we will be seeing each other soon again. And um, however, uh, where can folks you know follow you, man, and and just see the great work that you're doing in the community, whether in Detroit or just you know the Vision Summit. Where what are your tags? You know, what talk to us where we can follow you and uh, and see what you're doing.
1: Without a doubt, brother, I just want to tell you again, first and foremost, thank you for this opportunity, the space and place, the safe space, yeah, to be able to talk about this. I've I've done a lot of conversations about, on cancer, and very rarely is it curated by a brother who looks like me, mm. young brother as well, who's been in the same fight. Same. Uh, you definitely uh, can't knock that because you you give it a knockout for sure. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, really appreciate you and allowing God to just literally use your voice to give a clarion call to say hey you know what we're, we're in this fight and let's not forget about people who look like us at a disproportionate rate when we're affected so thank you so much uh to your audience those who are listening uh watching even so um please uh connect with me the revolution i'd like to say will not be de- televised it's going to be digitized so connect with me on social media facebook instagram twitter at eddie connor jr C-O-N-N-O-R-J-R. Connect with me on my website, eddieconner.com, as well. And uh, I've got some books that uh, I know are going to empower you. I've got a new one coming out. Uh, yes, that's already out, 2020 Vision. And then another one where I'm talking about race relations. America, Is that on I Amazon?
0: Can we get that on Amazon? Yes.
1: yes. They're both on Amazon, uh, as well as my website, eddieconner.com. America I Can't Breathe, Red, White, Blue, Black Lives, and Unmasking Race, race in America.
0: Wow. Well, I'm... A, so, um, yeah. I'm ordering both from him, brother. Uh, uh, actually, how can I get a signed copy? I, oh, I, need, I, need a, I need a signed copy. If I need to cash app you, you know, I just need a signed copy. You see what I'm saying? Oh, you know, I got you. Uh, EddieConnor.com. You know,
1: okay. I got you for sure. All right. So say please.
0: less. Well, for those that are tuning in, um, you know, you heard it, you know, from Dr. Eddie Connor. He has two books. Please support black businesses. Yes. Uh, it's very important that we read and get the knowledge from a brother has, that has beat stage four cancer, just like myself. Um, if Please follow us on every streaming platform. We're on iHeartRadio, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. The website, www.positivedeposits.org, where you'll learn a little bit more about myself and, and just the work that we're doing. Um, donate. You know, we can't do it without your support, you know, like platforms like this and this other things that we're doing uh, in the community. And so, you know, with that being said, man, um, thank you again, Dr. Connor, and thank you all for the listening. So um, until next time.